And it was great. It was it was short. It was to the point, And it focused you on what you needed to think about in your role, which is sort of what we want from a meeting. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. And this week, we are talking about how to run your weekly team meetings effectively, that is. I saw a brilliant reel the other day where this girl was sat in her car and someone asked her what happens in the office. And she says, basically, someone sets up a meeting to talk about the meeting that we need to have. Then we set up the meeting and talk about why we're having the meeting. And then we put another meeting in to circle back about the meeting at a later date, which I thought kind of summed it up. But really, team meetings are good, they are effective, and they can be a great platform for communication, collaboration, alignment with the team and connection. But we don't just have meetings for meetings sake. And I think that's the point we're trying to get across here. Well run meetings can improve productivity, boost morale and foster a positive team culture. But if they go on too long, they're going to bore everyone. Oh, yes, we don't want boring meetings. We want productive, effective meetings, don't we? But I think also team meetings are such a great way as business owners to really connect with our team, especially when we're working online and we're all remote. And it really helps us understand what projects everybody's working on, where they are, what's going on in them, if they've got any challenges or questions that we need to chat about and figure out, if there's anything that we need to discuss as a team because somebody's a little bit off deadline and therefore it's going to affect other people within the team. And it really helps us communicate what's going on behind the scenes that our team isn't necessarily seeing on a day-to-day basis, the changing priorities of the business, and also our changing plans for the business. I think sometimes we're so in our vision, blinkers on, we forget to bring the team on with us. And it's a really nice opportunity for us to help ensure that everybody's bought into the bigger mission of the business. But I do think it's really important that we establish a few things to ensure that we are actually productive and using this time effectively. And I think the biggest question we need to ask ourselves is what do we want to get out of the meeting? What are the objectives of this meeting? What decisions do we want to have made? Who needs to agree to what in order for us to move forward? Or what piece of information do we need to communicate to our team? And also, we really need to think about whether those objectives are the same for all meetings. So, for example, like a meeting could be a social And obviously, a more social meeting is more for everybody to get together. It might be that we have a a bit of a coffee chat on a Friday to boost team morale and get everybody to get to know each other so they work closer together. But there are also going to be like project check-in meetings. They're not for social time. They're for understanding whether things are on track, what's going on, answering questions and ensuring that we're going to hit the deadlines that have been set. So it's really important that you understand and align your objectives with the different types of meeting. You also need to think about what information you need to share in the meeting and what information you need other people to be bringing to the meeting. You don't want your meetings to get sidetracked. That probably means you need a different meeting. So you need to think about who do you need there and what information do you need for it to be an effective decision making situation and 
with that comes, do you need to plan? Do you need to pull together any bits of information or data or pull together a quick slide on what's going on? Or what do you need other people in your team to prepare ahead of the meeting for you? So you can really ensure that once you've got all the right people in, and I say the right room, in the right virtual room together, you actually have all the information you need to make your decisions and to move forwards. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to some really good team meeting structures that I've been involved in. And it takes me back to about 10 years ago to a sales team that I worked in. And we had a weekly meeting every every Tuesday when our boss came in. And actually the format was the same every week, but it really focused our attention on what was important within our role. Now, because these were sales roles, revenue was essentially what we were reporting on, but it was a, a really clear structure in terms of what are the key activities that I did this week that is leading to this revenue and how I'm gonna get it to the stage that I wanted it to be at. And it was great. It was, it was short, it was to the point, and it focused you on what you needed to think about in your role, which is sort of what we want from a meeting. Now, I was working recently with some clients who have made some massive improvements in the way they run their team meetings, but the team had sort of grown and the meetings had grown in sort of length and ramblingness as the team growed. So they started off with, they were having three meetings a week. There was no real structure. Things would kind of drag out. There was a lot of niceties and polite chit chat for quite a long time at the beginning of the meeting. Sometimes long conversations would start up with just involving two team members about a project that they were working on. So gradually everyone else is switching off and losing interest in the whole meeting. And once people have started to switch off, it's really difficult to bring them back in. So we did some work on how we were structuring these meetings. And we decided that actually, firstly, somebody else other than the business owner should probably be leading this meeting, these meetings, mainly because they could put in a bit of prep in advance in terms of what do I need to collate from people in advance in this meeting? How much time have we got? What are the big projects? And he would have people submit their agenda in advance. If it was clear that a discussion was going down a route that it was just two people involved, he'd cut that discussion short, ask them to schedule a time outside of this meeting, move on to the next thing. They started to take way better notes. They were sending out follow-ups and action points afterwards. And it got to the point where the three quite lengthy one-hour meetings went down to just two 20-minute meetings a week. But everybody was feeling much more motivated and involved in the meeting and actually really getting something from it rather than feeling it was just a waste of their time on a Monday morning. That's amazing. There is nothing worse than being in a meeting and thinking, I don't need to be here, is there? So, Georgia, I would love to know what are some of your top tips or mistakes that you see your clients making and what can we learn from those to bring into our businesses? Okay, there should definitely be a purpose to your meeting. Do you actually need this meeting to happen in person? Could it be a Loom video? Is there another way that you could communicate whatever it is that you need to communicate? So number one, there needs to be a purpose. Number two is all around setting clear objectives. We want everybody to know why this meeting is happening, what they need to bring to it and what they want to bring from it, which links into the kind of planning and prepping. I love a meeting agenda, even if it's just a few bullet points on this is what we're going to be talking about, mainly so I know how long the meeting's going to go on once we're in it. You know, if 20 minutes are in and we've just cleared one of the 10 bullet points, we could be in for a long ride. <laughs> but 
again, so it's the agenda, how much time we're looking to, to take up with this. And I think if you're calling a meeting, it's really important to stick to the timings that you have set out because other people are busy. You don't know what their priorities are or stress levels are that week. So if you're putting something together, stick to the agenda, stick to the timings, plan as much in advance so you're not losing any time during the meeting. The other thing you really want to do is create an engaging and inclusive environment. So think about the team dynamics. Think about how that is going to work when you're asking people to contribute. As the business leader, it's probably best not to say your opinion first because people might feel like they just need to agree with yours. Much better to encourage some different opinions or some different thought and perhaps whoever's leading the meeting which might be you is encouraging people that perhaps are sometimes a bit quieter to speak up with their opinion in you know a really nice inclusive and encouraging way we're not spotlighting them they're not in trouble it's more asking for their thoughts on something and you can give them a reason why you might be asking for their thoughts and then my final point would probably be around who is actually leading the meeting. Like, is it you as the business business owner or is it someone else? You know, in the example I gave earlier, it actually made more sense for someone else to be leading the meeting because they were involved in the different departments and were a little bit better at timekeeping. So who should be running this meeting? What about you, Pip? What do you think? Well, it's funny that you mentioned timekeeping because that would be top of my list is making sure that you have good time management and that might be you or if you're not good at keeping time you delegate that out to somebody who's really hot at watching the clock so having somebody keeping the meeting on track you can set a timer if you need to and that comes back to having your agenda and knowing roughly how many points you need to to look at in the meeting so you can divide it in your head and say right 10 minutes for this 10 minutes for this five minutes for this and stick to it if you need to have a separate meeting put in a separate meeting, but generally most people don't need to be listening to that lengthy conversation, do they? So keep to time. I think another thing is also really talking about how you can keep that open communication and collaboration and how you can encourage this. So really thinking about activating, active listening and following that up with constructive feedback. You know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, as my mom always used to say when we were kids growing up, but it's so true. We need to listen to each other more because that's where the best ideas come out with. And I think it's about creating that environment where everybody feels safe to bring any idea as wacky as it might be to the table, because it's often those are the ideas where there's just that little nugget in it, which can make all the difference. It's obviously also really important to action items and following up. So again, this doesn't need to be you, but having somebody that's taking notes throughout and when there are action items, making sure that it's written down and communicated to the team afterwards or potentially you know, put into project software. So for instance, we'll just put all of our actions into Asana as the meeting's going and make sure that everybody at the end of the meeting knows what their jobs are going away so it actually gets done and that includes also deadlines with that so people it's not just I'm going to get this done you know what's going to get done and you know when it's going to get done by and then I think something that we don't think about very often is how can we improve our meetings and this is really like a the feedback loop right we need to speak to the team and ask ourselves how can we make this more efficient how can we be better at doing this? And this to me, it's a team thing. This is not just you saying how we can do it better. It's getting everybody involved and going, right, as a unit, how can we be an even better team and how can we be more effective in what we're doing? 
And then finally, we really need to use tools and technology and embrace the the software available to us. So whether that's utilizing AI and getting the meetings recorded and getting a transcription, there's some really cool bits of software that actually then take the transcription and like almost pull out a lot of the action points for you and do the heavy lifting. But think about what can I use tech-wise in order to make the meeting more efficient? So it's not everybody scribbling things down on a piece of paper and pieces of paper getting lost. What can we do to speed things up? So everybody's time is spent on actually doing their jobs and not on all the admin that comes with meetings for us, because that's not the point of meetings, is it? We're not trying to add more admin to people's plates. We're trying to actually achieve our outcomes. So there you have it. It's our whistle stop guide to running an effective team meeting. Thank you for listening to Simplified Scaling. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And if you know someone that would love this episode too, why not share it on your stories? And don't forget to tag us. We love it when you get in touch. Head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We can't wait to hear about your business.